When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, speaking of New York sports, we get back to your calls. A lot of mess, a little bit of football today, and we'll get into a, a battle that may occur between Juan Soto and Aaron Boone, but right now it is 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. All right, guys. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything, everywhere. And by Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. Guys, it's February 21st. So it had me thinking of the number 21. So today's Cinco de Fivo. I'm going to give you the top five New York athletes to wear number 21. Love right. it. Here we go. Here we go. Number five. Charlie Ward. All right. Not <laughs> the greatest of Knicks. I would say in between a dude and a dog. Heisman Trophy winner. Spent nine seasons with the Knicks. Of course, most remembered for the infamous fight with P.J. Brown. Now, as a Knicks fan myself, I hated those teams. I hated P.J. Brown. I thought it was ridiculous. It was a conspiracy against the Knicks from the league suspending everybody. They lost the series. But Charlie Ward, I think solid Nick, and I think he... Deserves to be number five. What I heard destroyed us at Florida State when I was at Virginia. Absolutely destroyed us. Well, what I think about Charlie Ward <laughs> is funny. Us. Besides being a really good Nick, is that for many years as point guard of the Knicks, he was also simultaneously the best quarterback in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. He had a distinction that right. very few have ever been able to have. All right. Number four. Cleon Jones. Google him, kids. Part of the Miracle Mets. Wow. Mets Hall of Fame. Look now, at you. I wanted to go more recent with Delgado, but I thought, you know what? I think Cleon, most Mets fans that are older would say Cleon Jones over Carlos That is Delgado. one big difference we've already seen from Sean. When he does these Cinco lists and includes history, he will only start it in right. like 1995. So the fact that you went all the way back to the 60s and made the Miracle Met reference, it's a good job out of you. I don't think well, Sean's that, ever coming back. That means he couldn't find many more 21s after that. Oh, more, <laughs> on, that, more on that later. <laughs> Number three. It's Paul O'Neill, the warrior. We had him on a few days Paul ago. O'Neal. How is he not number How is he? He won three championships. I believe it might have been four. four five, five total, four with the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, got one with the Reds and oh, the four with right. the Yankees, yes. yeah. Of course, the Roberto Kelly trade, batting champ, number retired at Monument Park. And the great thing about Paul O'Neill, he was fun to watch even when he wasn't uh, taking a batch. You know, he's going off to the water cooler. So Paul <laughs> O'Neill, number three on this list. Wow. Number two. Number three. Prime time Dion oh, stop. Sanders. That's Hold embarrassing. On. No, it's not embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Deion Sanders. 
Deion Sanders played for the Yankees. Yes. That's why he could Number 21 on the Yankees. 1990, he was number 21. Dion, the greatest corner that ever lived. Top five athlete (laughs) of all time. No one's going to dispute that. How could Dion Sanders, who was a Yankee, wore number 21, not be number two on this list? Because he wasn't good at baseball. So what? And And when he was a Yankee, he was atrocious. He's Dion Sanders. So you're doing career with people who wore 21. I'm just giving you the top five New York athletes to wear number 21. He's not only doing career, he's doing a different sport. Because (laughs) Dion Sanders was not a good baseball player. I'll never forget oh, as a take kid. take that back. He was a good baseball player, no, not a great. No, he wasn't. He I'll, was never, I'll never forget. Uh-huh. I was sitting there at Shea Stadium as an 11-year-old. I had my dad and these two guys who used to buy tickets all the time. How, how old was he? Pete and Jimmy were the, were the dames. They were two different people. Right. Pete and Jimmy. And when Dion was playing left field for the Braves, or it may have been the Reds in 95, every time there was a fly ball to the outfield, Pete would scream, oh, yeah, Dion ain't catching it. And it was comically true. Because Dion could not catch a fly ball. He'd run over because he was fast as hell, and he wouldn't be able to make a play. He was a bad baseball player, and he wasn't any good for the Yankees. Dion being on this list is embarrassing. Okay, Lucas Duda should be on this list ahead of Dion Sanders. Again, just a reminder, this is the top five New York athletes to wear number 21. Dion played with the Yankees. Top five athlete, in my opinion, of all time. But he's not number one on this list. Number one. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. The greatest... New York athlete to wear number 21, the greatest running back in the history of New York sports, the running back for the New York Jets, LT, Ladanian <laughs> Tomlinson. What? Uh, I mean, he's not uh, entirely incorrect because if we're I just, hate you. if we're looking at careers, I, you, I mean, Ladanian's, you know, first foul. Uh, he's right. in the Hall of Fame. I hate you, Loogie. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I had a feeling he was doing that. Yes, yeah, leave. Damage. Get out of here. <laughs> of course, you I call is. yourself a giant fan. Leave. Now. Take go to 5 <laughs> Monday through Friday. <laughs> he set it up beautifully. It's my daddy! He set up beautifully because when he said Dion, right, that was Dion not... <laughs> was the setup for Ladanian because, look, Ladanian was a fine jet for the two years he was here. But if we're saying they only had to be in New York for 10 seconds, yes. who's the best? I mean, you'll admit it. Ladanian well, is one of the greats of all time. He's unbelievable, Ladanian. <laughs> Never forget when Ladanian first came here. He called me. He was like, "Take, how'd you get so good at the end of your career?" Really? And I introduced him to Joe Carini, who was my workout coach. How about that? And he worked out with him in the off season. That's why the to this day, the only jersey I have is Ladanian's powder blue Chargers jersey. Oh, you didn't get a Jet one? No. He came here when he was thirty-one years old. I, I, I thought no. it was the Jet Ladanian Thompson no, jersey. No. So me and my kids, we have we have Ladanian powder blue twenty-one jersey. That is pretty cool. Ladanian was something else. So right, there you go. Your Cinco de Five O. We'll probably get another one from Lugie tomorrow because Sean Morash is on the injured list with a disease they call Lugie. A disease they called not being a good foxhole mm. guy. Itis. He doesn't feel well. You got to throw the itis on the back. Itis. Okay. Foxhole itis no. from Sean Morash. Not good foxhole itis. Not good foxhole itis. There. From that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Sean, we wish you all the best. Yes. Now, before we get back to your calls, this is something I think every Yankee fan will care about. You're just not thinking about it yet. And that's okay. Since Aaron Boone has become the manager of the New York Yankees in 2018, there's a couple of themes from Aaron Boone, things that you like, things that you don't like. And one of the things that occurs, and it's not just Aaron Boone, I think it's coming from the front office, is guys get their off days. Mm. Guys get a lot of rest. In You're fact, about spring training or in general? No, screw spring training. I'm talking about during a baseball season. Okay, go ahead. Aaron Judge gets his double off days. Giancarlo Stanton gets his day. 
for the most part, the Yankees, and this has been the frustration of many Yankee fans, they like to call it their punt lineup, mm-hmm. which I think is not a good description. We've talked a lot about punts today. It's not a punt lineup, but there are days in which Aaron Boone and the front office, I'm sure, right. make a decision to sit a guy, to rest a guy. Day game after night game, yeah. 13 days in a row of playing. We want to keep a guy fresh. And Aaron takes a lot of slings and arrows for that. And I'm sure there are times in which I would even say Aaron's right, and there are times where I'm like, come on, this is overkill. Yeah, The guy's got to play. Now, to back up my point, since Aaron Boone has been manager of the New York Yankees, so that is 2018, 19, 20, uh, take 20 out, it's not a full season, right. 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, that's five seasons. Only four times in five seasons has a player started 150 or more games. Only five times. One of them was Judge, right? One of them was Aaron Judge in 2022. Yes. The year he broke the uh, American League home run record. And actually, last year it happened a couple of times. Anthony Volpe started over 150 games. Gold Glove. And and Glaber Torres. Yep. Before that, if if I ask you who's the only other guy to do it, I could give you 15 guesses and you would not come up with the guy. Not because he isn't prominent. He's prominent. You don't think of him as someone that could be capable of playing 150 games. Hmm. That should set up the answer. I, I know. Like, who would this be? 150. Somebody that if I said to you he's playing 150 games, you would give me a drug test. Because it's not humanly possible. <laughs> Tell me. Giancarlo Stanton. Get out. True story. First year he was here. Played 100, started 158 games. Imagine that. So here's the point. In the years Boone's been here, this is a strategy. Right. It's clearly a thing. Now, has injuries played a part of it? Of course. But it's also a strategy of, look, we don't want to burn guys out. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Mets last year had how many guys play 150 games? Yeah, Like, well, they do it a lot. Well, that's because their, their guys want to. Pete Alonso wants to. Yeah, that's not fair. You don't think Aaron Judge to. wants to? Uh, I think Aaron Judge has started talking the last couple of years about being smart with his body. Because Aaron Judge is not fair. your typical athlete. Not, forget athlete. He's not your typical baseball player. At six seven, whatever he is, two sixty or seventy. Right. He's just he's huge. Yeah. And you can't run around like he does in the outfield because he tries to really be a great outfielder. Actually, he's mm-hmm. a really great outfielder and and survive. You just can't be on your feet. That and he long. even said the other day that his toe issue that he occurred at Dodger Stadium last yes. year is gonna be something he's gonna have to manage his entire career. One hundred percent. So you may be right about Judge, but the point is over the years Aaron Boone has been here, it is an anomaly to go out and play hundred and fifty games. It doesn't happen a lot. And the reason I bring this up is I present to you Juan Soto. Mm. How many games Juan Soto played last year? Mm, 159. No, 162. Wow. That's right. Juan Soto was out there every single day. He didn't start every single day. I think there were two games he came off the bench. Still. (laughs) But still. So Juan Soto, the year before that, started 150-plus games. The year before that, 150-plus games. Two years before that, 2019, 150 games. Juan Soto plays baseball every bleeping day. So here's the conundrum, and I find it fascinating. Irresistible force. (laughs) Aaron Boone in that Yankee front office, we believe in giving you days. Immovable object, Juan freaking Soto. And here's the caveat that I think makes it even more interesting. Juan Soto is in sign past this season. Mm. And so I hate to be a jerk, but don't you treat somebody a little bit differently when you know they're on your team for the next 10 years? Yeah, he's got to do, you got to let him do what he wants to do, right? Uh, I think it's two things. Yes, you let them do what they want to do because you want to keep Juan happy. Yep. And then the other thing is, I don't care if I burn you out. You may not be on my team <laughs> next year. <laughs> Tell me that's when I'm cold, wrong. That's cold blooded, though. Cold blooded, but true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. But I think 
The question is, are they are the Yankees looking at Juan Soto as a help us win a championship and then that'll help us sign you? Or are they are they saying we want you to be here for the long haul and we're going to do it right by you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to give you those off days. Maybe the Padres just weren't giving them off days. Or maybe Juan Soto wants to play baseball every single day. Because in Washington, he played every single day. In San Diego, he played every single day. So the answer to your question, in my opinion, is they're going to make Juan Soto happy. Mm-hmm. If They're not going to run Juan Soto into the ground, but I do think they're going to listen to Juan Soto. And the New but York- playing every single day could also mean DHing a lot. That's fine. By the way, he could DH. I don't think a Yankee fan is going to – first of all, Juan Soto is not that good defensively. Mm-hmm. So DHing him is not a bad thing. No. And once they're really healthy, like if Jason Dominguez comes back, the Yankee role for Juan Soto may be DH. Right. Well, you may look defensively at your outfield and say, I'm better off with Soto being the odd man out as the DH because if Stanton isn't hitting, he ain't playing. And that complicates – because they're deep. Yeah. Right? Once Dominguez comes back. It's a good they're, problem. They're, they're, it's a great problem. And Aaron have. Boone said to us when we had him on, because I pushed him on the, hey, you know, Stan really killed lefties last year. Would you consider making him a part-time player? Will you just face him, have him face lefties? Basically a Stanton Verdugo platoon. And I thought Aaron's answer was really interesting. He said not right away. Hmm. And why that's interesting is, well, at the beginning, no, Giancarlo will get a shot, but he left the door open to Stanton becoming a part-time player if – we see that trend continue in 2024. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to start as a DH, Stanton. Yeah. But in, I think as as the season goes on, especially because I think he, and this is a Stanton conversation, this isn't a Soto thing, Giancarlo Stanton wants to be that guy again. 100%. Look he, at the shape he, he's in. Right. He talked about it a year ago, how he wanted to play more in the outfield. He did it a little bit until he got hurt, and then he didn't do it really at all. But the shape that he's in, is to be an athlete. I think at some point, no matter how good you are, no matter how much money you make, you hate being the butt of a joke. Right. And at some point, he became that simply because he's always hurt to the fact, to the point that Brian Cashman called him out on it. Yeah. Right. Basically saying, yeah, it's just part of his season. He's going to be hurt. There's going to be some time on that. And it pissed him off. Oh, no. He's motivated. And so he's motivated to be a different type of athlete this year. Does If it works, I think it's great for him. If not, it cre- if it if it works, it creates a uh, an interesting problem for Boone and for this lineup maker. Well, it's a good problem to have if That's he's hitting and have. you're so deep. But here's the question: I want you to make this prediction today on February 21st. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto plays 150 games every single season. Mm-hmm. Aaron Boone and the New York Yankees believe in resting and being smart and playing. It's a long ass season. It's a long year. ass season. Not this year. So, how many games does Juan Soto play this year? Because I'm going to assume health. He's been healthy his entire career. Oh, right on the number. Right on the number. 150. See, I think he's going to play 160. What? I think Juan Soto wins out. I do. I think Juan Soto's going to win out. I think his name will be in that lineup every single day. Now, obviously, if he has an injury, I will be wrong. All I need is one injury mm-hmm. and I'm wrong. But I think the player wins out. And I think in this case, in the battle versus the irresistible force meets the immovable object. The Yankees don't run you out there every day, and Juan Soto runs himself out every day. I'm siding with Scott Boris's guy. Juan Soto plays 160 games this season. I'm going to write that down. I'm going one six. What would you say, 150? 150. 150? That's his average? Uh, 162, 153, 151, 150. In full seasons that he's played. So it's probably like 154. You go, but you said 150. No, but I'm saying the average is probably like 154. Yeah, I would say so. But you're going 150. I'm going 150. So so you're saying the Yankees went out. They sit him. Yes. They give him rest. They do. Lugie, go ahead. 
I'm with Tiki. I'm going to go a little under 148. Wow, jeez. You guys are soft. <laughs> the hell's happening? No, the Yankees yeah, are soft with depth. their players. They get depth. But but the Yankees being soft would be listening to their player. Mm. So you could you could kind of twist that however you want. Juan Soto wants to play every day. Look, I said this the other day to Yankee fans, and I mean this. I don't think you understand how good this player is. I don't think you fully appreciate quite yet. None of us really do because we haven't watched him every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get his brilliance. And a part of the brilliance of Juan Soto, reliability. I said that earlier about a few Met players, and they're not as good as Juan Soto. Right. It is why, if you're asking me, age aside, because if I said, if I, I want to frame it this way. Age aside for the next five years, I get Juan Soto or Aaron Judge. And so the age wouldn't be that big of a factor because Aaron is 31, so you still have him in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. You're giving me the choice between the two players. Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, next four years. So I'll make the, in, the, the age even less right. important. I'm taking Juan Soto, and I'm taking Juan Soto not because I'm telling you he's better better. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Juan Soto because he's more reliable. Reliability matters. Yeah. Independent of team. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. 150 games, yeah, I can write I him down right. for it. You're right. Yankees, they would take Aaron Judge. But, I know, I, I totally get that. But, ind- but independent of team in a vacuum, it's not, yeah, it's Juan Soto. And also, very, very important for any Med fan who thinks I mushed Brandon Nimmo and Lindor and Alonzo or any Yankee fan that thinks I'm mushing Juan Soto right now, this is based on their history. So if you want to tell me that Juan Soto is going to miraculously well, run into a wall in left field and get hurt, don't blame me for also, it. It's also not a, it's not a, it's not a mush because there's no reason for him not to play 150 exactly. plus games. Yes. Right? It's not like he, Bryce Harper at the beginning of his career, you could easily have said, yeah, you know what? There's going to be some seasons where he's going to play 120 games because he, he's a maniac. Right. He was running into walls. He was he was out of control. And as a result, he always was hurt. Right. And even now, he still gets hurt. He's had an injury issue uh, his entire career. That's not Juan Soto. Juan Soto, Francisco Lindor, and Pete Alonso are reliable, and they should play 155 games. Hmm. That's what their track record says. So if they don't this year, I don't want to get any hate mail. Oh, you're a jinx. I think Lindor plays 160, though. 160. 60. I'm well, going 60. 160 for Lindor. Mm-hmm. I got 160 for Juan Soto. Aaron Judge, see, that's the real question. You want to play a real fun game? What the, what the hell is that number? You want to wait on that or you want to answer it now? 135. 135? Mm. How many games did Aaron Judge play last season? Well, he missed. I mean. No, I know, but I'm trying to remember, like, at the end of the day, because he comes back, Aaron Judge, I got the answer right now, played 106 games last year. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's a that's a lot. A that's a lot game. of missed games. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go 135 for Judge. 135, and you're going. What'd you say? I said 135. Oh, so we said the same thing. Yes, I copied you. Yes, you did. Oh, my bad. It's subliminal. <laughs> Not even subliminally. So I said it. <laughs> it proves I was listening, but I wasn't listening. <laughs> exactly. But I was listening. But I wasn't listening. Now, let's get back to your calls. Let's go to Andrew and Belmore. What's going on, Andrew? Hey guys, how are you? Good to talk to you again. What's up, Good. Dude? What's up, man? Hey, so, you know, going back over to the Mets, you know, you brought up a couple of good points and a couple of calls ago, brought, uh, you, know, uh, you know, really hit the nail on the head with you, Evan, that all we need is starting pitching to be decent, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we went over the past couple of years with, like you said, the aces and having dual aces. It got us nowhere. We got young kids who have finally come up. Let's see what they've got. And you know what? If they can get us through five innings, six innings. You know, the bullpen can take over. That's yeah. the key. That's the key. What does your team look like and what does it become? Mm-hmm. My vision is that the Mets have an offense more resembling 2022, maybe even slightly better, 
They have an average rotation, and they have a killer bullpen. Right. Where does that get you? That gets you into the high 80s. That's what you right. are if and you have and, that. And you're in the postseason. Yes. And then you hope that everyone stays, gets hot. And, and speaking of an average rotation. Which is what's happened, really, the last couple of years. Of course, yeah, that's the formula. And speaking of an average rotation, you know who has that exact same formula? The New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. If their rotation after Garrett Cole, because you have to assume Garrett Cole's brilliant. He's the ace of the world, right? Better be. He better be. Yes, he better be. If Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole and the rest of your rotation's just average, the New York Yankees will win 97 games. Mm-hmm. Forget 87 games, yeah. 97 right. games. What's their, what's their Vegas number? 92? I think it's in the low 90s, yeah, in that yeah. range. I think, they're, I think they're above that with average starting pitching. Because the Yankees this season, as compared to last year, will win more 9-8 games. Right. Because they have an offense capable of doing it. Let's go to Zach in Massapequa. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Love the show. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about the Mets, basically. I'm, I'm one of the optimistic Mets fans. I really do think the playoffs are realistic. I mean, the team isn't – when I look at the team, I don't see a bad lineup. I mean, is it the best lineup in baseball? Absolutely not. You have Pete Alonso driving in 130 runs. You have Francisco Lindor driving in another 100. Brandon Nimmo, last year, honestly, I thought he had a down year. If he just picks that up a little bit, gets on base a little more, the run production I don't think will be a problem. Marte, he said he was hurt the entire time last year. Lindor even said he was playing with an injury last year. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone will be a little better, and I do think that that's all they really need. Now, the pitching did take a step back. But it's not like it's the worst rotation in baseball. Once again, it's pretty average, like you've been saying today. I mean, if they just pitch up to, you know, their average prediction that I leave I'm giving them, they're going to be fine. 82 and a half wins, I think they'll smash it. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be close. But we will make the playoffs. And by the way, for us as Met fans, Tiki, understand this. Mm-hmm. Making the playoffs in our lifetime, rare. <laughs> like, yeah. just keep that in mind. Like, a playoff season See, for a Yankee it's fan. It's funny because you think out of context of it. I'm just going to say what you're getting ready to say. For a Yankee fan, it's like, all right, next. Right. All right get, let's go farther. It's, the next, it's well, the next step, which is more important. Here's the perfect answer for the difference between the Mets and the Yankees. Just in my lifetime. Just mm-hmm. in my lifetime. 99, 2000, 06, 15, 16, 22. You know what I just did? I named all the playoff years in my lifetime. It was very <laughs> quick and organized, right? You ready for this one? Go ahead. Get ready. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 01, 02, 03, 04, 05, 06, 07, 9, 10, 11, 12, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's the Yankees. You see how neat and organized mine was and how that is? And here's the proof of this. Yankee fans. You'd be better off just doing the three that they didn't. <laughs> right. right. That's a lot easier. I know. A Yankee fan will get playoff years confused. They will, they will forget. Oh, what was 19? Was that the mm. year? Oh, yeah, we got to the LCS. We lost the buzzers. Okay. What was 18 again? Okay, first round against the Red Sox. That's right. 2010, that was, oh, ALCS against Texas. Okay. What was, I think it was that year. What was it this year? You get confused. Right. With the Mets, we don't get confused. <laughs> we remember everything about our playoff years because they're rare. That's a good context, though. You like that, right? It's, it's right. So if Zach and I are right that the Mets are a playoff team with 86 wins, that's a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. Don't minimize that. Like, I'm not I'm, minimizing eh, it. It kind of sounds like you're... I'm not. Eh. I'm just explaining the, the negativity of the of the other Met fans. You and Zach and a few others. But a lot of people are, are anti what this oh, team's going to look don't like. Don't I know? Year. I just got an email to my Rico B at Gmail account. 
Subscribe and listen to the Rico Brodner Podcast. In which a guy named Dan writes a long-ass email. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm just Uh going to tell you the subject line. Core faith, LOL. So he's laughing at Lindor. He's laughing at my faith in the core of the team, yes. McNeil. (laughs) Yes. Nemo. That's right. And Edwin Diaz, because I'm putting him as a core player. Oh, that's nice. He writes a long-ass email. He's laughing Laughing about my faith in the core of the New York Mets, yeah. Now, I'll read that on tonight's Rico. Maybe, That'll be posted. Well, maybe he's misinterpreting what the core is. No, no, he's not. I, 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 I don't want to read this to you. He's talking specifically about Francisco Lindor. Yes. Pete Alonso. Yes. Brandon Nemo. Yes. And Jeff McNeil. Correct. And Edwin Diaz, even he though he probably didn't include Edwin did Diaz. Did not include Edwin Diaz. But he's paid like he should be the core player, so he's a core player. That is and correct. he's great, he's great. Yes. Best closer in baseball. And he's laughing at that. Yeah, laughing at me. Is he a Mets fan? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> of course he is. There are Mets fans that think. Some Mets fans, Evan, are beyond hope. <laughs> Some Met fans, Evan, they just can't see the forest of the tree. Even if you're painting it beautifully for yeah. them, like Bob Ross, yes. they just can't see it. So, Instead, they'd rather turn around and stare at the wall because it makes them feel better. That is true, and I want—I really believe this, and I can't prove this with facts, so I'm just going to say this through emotion. I believe that my vantage point today about the Mets being a better team than people realize and winning 87 games and being a playoff team— I really believe that despite what you hear on this radio station, I think I represent the majority. I think that negativity is usually what you hear. And sometimes negativity is right. I'm negative a lot, so I don't want to say that negativity is always wrong. I think that more Met fans than not actually agree with me that they're good and they're going to be better. Now, they may be disappointed in the offseason the way I am. But they can see the difference between two things. You can be disappointed in the offseason and still think, well, I like this roster. I think they can win 87 games. I don't know how you go into a season where you're not coming in injured and you have really good players that you see the, the, like the absolute worst. Like, I don't understand that. It's why I don't like making predictions before the season starts mm-hmm. or, you know, a month before the season. It doesn't make any sense. Like you, you have no idea what a new team is going to look like, and so the negativity is just—it's misguided. It's almost like you intentionally bring down your expectation so that you'll be surprised when success occurs. You think that's what it is? I, I don't know, but I don't, <laughs> nah. I don't understand how you look at this Mets team and say they're not going to be—they're going to be terrible. No, like you, they're going to win sixty-five games because they want. Here's why: it's very simplistic, even if it's wrongheaded, because they only won seventy-five games last year. They sold off two aces, and they didn't have an offseason that was productive. And I think for a lot of people, that simple sentences that I just put together mm-hmm. is enough reason to think they're going to stink. And they don't go deeper into, well, who are the prospects? What's the roster? What's this? What's that? It's those things. And by the way, everything I just said is true. Yeah. Like, I get it. They had a bad year last year. They won 75 games. It was really 74 games, not to get technical, but that win was Fugazi. Mm-hmm. They didn't have an impactful offseason. And so one plus one equals two. And so to a lot of Met fans, that's to some Met fans, that's why they come to the conclusion we suck. I think I explained that pretty well. Yeah, they're not sexy. And a lot of fans are star efforts. They want to have stars on the team. If yeah. they don't have stars, they don't think they're going to be good. If you go through the list, you go, actually, they have a lot of pitching. They have a lot of depth. It's solid if everybody stays healthy. Pete's motivated. Diaz is back. The bullpen's good. They Evan's right. The more Even throughout the day, I'm like, man, the Mets are going to stink. Evan's <laughs> out of his mind. But he's convincing me as we're going forward you here. See? And the expectations <laughs> are in the toilet. So really, anything they do, unless they lose, like, you know, they win 60 games, will be a positive. 
And if they make the playoffs like Evan laid out, it'll be great because right. they've made it like five but, but, times but in the last four is, years. Like at this point, like they just got there. At this point, you should at the very least have Evans, you know, mindset. Like the negative side doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but to that's me. the majority of people around here and most Met fans who call this radio station. They're 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 scarred. They, well, yeah. The Mets. The Mets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also funny, real quick? If you remember in 2022 when the Mets won 101 games, they limped into that wild card round. They did. They blew the division and they limped there. And anyone who was in City Field for those three games will tell you there was a real lack of atmosphere. And I'm convinced a part of that was new round of the playoffs, but also the way they entered the playoffs and the way the expectations got diminished. I'll make you a prediction. If I'm right that the Mets are in the playoffs, and I mean the real playoffs, like they're hosting a playoff game in the divisional series. They win the wild card round. They're in the divisional series. That place will be electric even off an 85-win season Mm -hmm. because sometimes expectations impact the way you view it. But I can, I can, I mean, I, we all remember that 2022 season. In fact, I was at the Atlanta series that ended uh, that season and it just, it felt like they were limping in. So I can, I can understand the, the lack of enthusiasm because it didn't, there was no confidence. And any, any any energy that was in that building got sucked out of it the second Scherzer crapped the bed and went down a lot of runs early. You're right, but that's game one. I agree. Mm -hmm. And while they lost game one, Jacob DeGrom, the only starting pitcher who had balls in that series, Mm -hmm. showed up and won him game two. Mm -hmm. And so now on a Sunday night at City Field, they had a winner-take-all game three. Yep. Why was that place not electric? Chris Bassett didn't give up a home run in the first inning. Why wasn't it electric? Because I think we were waiting for the other shoe to drop. There yeah. was this feeling of inevitability that this well, team has think, collapsed and they're not winning yeah, the game. I think, Luke, you're right. Because you don't know. I mean, you know Chris Bassett from that season. You don't know. You don't know how he's going to He perform. stunk down the stretch, too. No, yeah. but that's my point of, like, I don't blame that on Max. Max blew game one, and he deserves heat for that. But game three, the Mets are playing a winner-take-all game at City Field. I'm telling you, I was in the building. I looked around. I said, this feels like a, a September night. It didn't feel like an October night. So sometimes expectations have a lot to do with it. We'll get back to your calls next, 877-337-6666. And as a man with a beard, Glaber Torres did something that I thought was very, very disappointing. We'll get to that next. Evan and Tiki on the fan. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Evan and Tiki on this fine Wednesday. Yesterday, I, I combed my hair. I gelled it up. Today, I've given up. I put a Mets bandana on my head. And I've gotten a lot of, like, you look good. Even your boy BT again two days in a row. Fashion police was like, I got to tell you, Evan, I like the look. I think you look good. And I'm like, you're effing with me, bro. He's like, no, I think you look good. That's like a bad it. BT imitation. It's more like Sid like Rosenberg. It. But I actually like I- it. So you think I should stick with the uh, the, the bandana? The bandana with the beard is badass. It so, just works. Thank you. So I appreciate that. Now it makes you look like somebody you're not. <laughs> that's the that's the slight problem here. You look like Bryce Harper, which is a problem for me. Yeah, I don't like that. I went on Amazon thinking, let me buy more bandanas, because I don't necessarily think I could wear the Mets giveaway tie-dye bandana that I've been wearing every single day. And every time I look for a bandana, uh-huh. it gets me to dog bandanas. Every time. Like, what? I will write Mets do, bandana. Do humans not wear bandanas anymore? Apparently, bandana is more synonymous with dogs. I can't find human bandanas. You know, it's funny you say that, because whenever we send CJ, our Saluki, yeah. to the groomers to get her hair, whatever, clipped and washed or whatever, that she comes back with a bandana. Right. It's a doggy Always. thing. Always. And they, she, she has, like, hair on the or fur on the top of her head that's yeah. really long. So they put it in like a like a scrunchie, like a little. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I get that, and it's a good look for dogs. But I can't find because I was going to buy a Jets bandana, I was going to buy a Brooklyn Nets bandana, huh. I was going to mix in an Islander bandana, I was going to whip all my teams out, I was going to get a Roman Reigns or Tribal Chief yeah. bandana, I was going to go all nuts. No Rock, I screw the Rock. Why do you hate the Rock? I don't hate the Rock. He's just he ate the Tribal Chief. All right, and I know what's going on here. He's going to screw Roman at WrestleMania, which I'm not a fan of because I think Roman should just keep the title for the next. So he's year. staying heel. Who the Rock? rock? I think he's going to turn face and screw Roman Reigns out of the title. And then who turns heel? I think Roman's still going to remain a heel. The Rock's going to turn face because mm. he's going to help Cody win the title. And I don't think I like that. Mm. I don't like good guy Rock. Right. Like right now, I do like him as a I heel. Actually, I actually like bad guy Rock. No, I'm with you, but I don't think it's going to last. You know what I would do? If you're going to take he's the belt. He's good guy everywhere else in his life. Like yeah. Everything that he does is like, he's, he's what's his name in Moana? I forget the... Uh, it's Moana. He's the, he's just, he's the not, You're Welcome yeah. song. I can't yeah. think of his name. And there's a second one coming out, right? You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, right? And he sings it himself. Like, he can do everything. So you like him as a heel? I like him as the anti-hero. Did you watch his promo on sorry, Friday night? Sorry, Taylor Swift. <laughs> did you watch him Friday on SmackDown? I did not see Friday Dude, Smackdown. Dude, he, he was awesome as a heel. He's cutting Maui, crazy. Yeah, Maui is the guy in Moana. Right. He's cutting anti-Utah you know Utah promos. It was fantastic. My problem is I know oh, he's wait, turning I face. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, I sent it to you. Right, where he was talking about <laughs> the inbred, like, oh, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great for you, inbred. <laughs> it was awesome. He said, I want a record. It was talking about the record The Rock crowd. wants to congratulate the city of Salt Lake. You set a new indoor attendance record. Crowd goes nuts. And he's like, an attendance record. It's the largest group of trailer park yeah. trash the Rock's ever seen. Right. Uh, he was amazing. I would keep him as a heel. Here's what I would do real quick. I'll book this correctly. Go ahead. 
If you're going to take the title off the Tribal Chief, if that's what you're going to do, because Cody needs to finish his lame-ass story, uh, that's fine. Cody crybabies. I'll make all the Cody crybabies happy. That's okay. What I would do is I'd have The Rock make sure the bloodline doesn't interfere. Mm. So he puts his hand up and says, no, Solo, do not interfere. So Roman loses clean to Cody. And then after the match, The Rock leading the bloodline beat the crap out of Roman Reigns. And so Roman will then go away. As a sympathetic face, The Rock remains on TV as the tyrannic lead of the bloodline. But he's going to have to commit to being there. Once a month. Once a month he has to be That's there. It? Not more than, I, You could pull it off once a month. Paul Heyman's on the phone with him. Okay. The Rock records some vignettes, shows up once in a while, and he's the tyrannic leader of the bloodline for months and months until Roman's music comes off and he confronts him. And he says, I'm the tribal chief. <laughs> And I'm going to take that. I can't even do this. <laughs> Bottom line is, Rock Roman happens next year, but Roman is the face, and Rock is the okay, heel. So they flip I'm good him. with that. They flip him. Then does he win the title back? No, no, because he's not the champion. Cody's the champion. So there's no title involved. I know, but does does Roman get the title back? No. He's just going after Rock to get the bloodline back. Got it. That'd be my, the way I'd book and it. And you let Cody be the champ. Yeah, Cody's doing his whatever crybaby thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Let him be champion. Nobody gives a rat's ass. This is for my dad. Dusty, I love you, Bob. Even you, even you're mocking him. You better watch out. Goldust may block you on social media. I'm not on social media. Uh, what was my whole point to this? I think I, I lost remember. track. Was there a reason this, this came up? I don't remember. I don't either. I was thinking about the next year or two in WWE and how I would book it. That's but where. You did got you me like going. the way I booked that? By I way? loved it, and maybe Roman could do a new shield. He could bring Seth Rollins in. Obviously, Mox isn't around anymore, mm. and that's where he has guys to go with him. And you're right, I, I love it. Maybe and CM Punk, you can interweave him with Heyman. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of ways you can go. But you were right. Done. Punk is done, right? Well, he doesn't think he's done because he's coming back. He got that injury, but he's going to try to come back in a few months. You can't tell a pro athlete they're done. All right, Tiki. At 47. That's true. <laughs> it's a little different in wrestling, yes. that's for sure. Uh, let's go to Mike in Westbrook. What's up, Mike? How are you, Mike? Hey, Evan, long time no speak. What's up, buddy? What's, What's up, up, man? Hey, me, you, and Joe had a bunch of wars on the air years ago. Yeah? What did we fight about? A lot of stuff. I'll see you in September. Remember seeing see you in September? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, what's on your mind? What do you want to fight about today? Anything you want to fight yeah, about today? I don't, want, I don't want to fight about anything. What I want to tell you is we don't need Juan Soto. What do we need Juan Soto for? We need pitching. Who are you talking about? The Mets? Yankees. The Yankees don't need Juan but Soto? But already have Juan Soto. No, we need pitching, guys. No, no, we no, 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 no. Here's why you're so wrong. See, we are going to fight. Why? Because Tell the me. Yankees sucked last year because they couldn't score runs. The Yankees over the last three years have been pathetic offensively outside of when Aaron Judge Carries them. Mm-hmm. They need yes, another. You're, absolute... absolute, you're absolutely right about that. You are absolutely. So if I'm right I'm about talking... it, why wouldn't you want to add one of the best one hitters year. in baseball? He's not staying here. He's one year. Why that's do you? All. Why do you assume that? But he's here this year. <laughs> yeah, he is. But can can we can we rebuild? He's a Yankee fan that didn't want Juan Soto and wants to rebuild. Aaron Judge is in his prime. Garrett Cole's in his prime, right? You yes. Got some young players that are coming up that hopefully they they materialize. Volpe being the leader of that group, you have some some depth at certain places. Jason Dominguez could be a superstar if he gets healthy. 
you can't rebuild right no, now. You're going to rebuild. You go back to my idea from August and you trade Garrett Cole, which you're not doing. Look, the New York Yankees, I think this is really simplistic. I'm not saying their starting pitching is loaded. I'm not saying they've done enough with their mm-hmm. rotation. But what I am saying is if you want to diagnose what's happened to the Yankees for the last three years specifically, yeah. I see an offense that essentially has been anemic without Aaron Judge. Right. Like even in 2022. When they made the playoffs and they won the division and they're in the LCS, they only scored runs because they got a ridiculously historic season from Aaron Judge. What they needed to do was they needed to go out and improve this lineup. And they did it by getting the best possible bat. The reason why I think the Yankees are going to win in the Mm mid-90s has nothing to do with believing in Clark Schmidt or thinking Nestor Cortez is going to be healthy. It's the fact that this lineup now has a chance to be dynamic, which it really hasn't well, you, been in a long time. Well, well, okay, so you add Soto. You go back to that 2022 season. We all remember it, especially the LCS, where their OPS was 500 mm-hmm. collectively. I mean, everybody was bad. How does Juan Soto help that, right? Is he just on base more and nobody drives him around, right? Is he now trying too hard to be the run producer and he strikes out more? So I can I can understand why there is some still trepidation about the run scoring, because one guy by himself doesn't do it. Okay, well, let me answer that this way. So in 2022, mm-hmm. the year you're referring to, yes, regular season. Forget the regular season. No, I can't. Here's why. The regular season shows you what a player is. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sample size. Outside of Aaron Judge, who is good? Like, who literally was good for the New York Yankees offensively? Mm. Matt Carpenter for a yeah. month? Yeah, no, yeah. Like, Anthony Rizzo was okay. Right. Glaber Torres was blah. Mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson and IKF stunk. Giancarlo Stanton hit 211. He had a lot of home runs. Right. But even he didn't have a great productive yeah, so season. nobody was good. Nobody the was only, only good player was, and I remember saying this, if, if Judge doesn't hit. Correct. Then they don't score. That's my point. Period. That's why when you say, okay, well, what would have changed? What would have changed is... I believe having another dynamic judge-like player in your lineup makes everybody better. Yeah, but he's not judge-like. He's, he's oh yeah, he's better because he's more reliable. Is that what you're trying well, to say? Well, I mean, he is more reliable, but he's not hitting sixty home runs or fifty-five home runs. He's getting on base forty-two percent of the time. Yeah, but he's got to then now rely on those same players that we were just talking about, even though they're different now, to drive him in. Yeah, he's relying on Aaron Judge to drive him in. And now Aaron, Aaron Judge hit in the postseason. I, and so, look, and so until he until he sheds that. That is him. Of course. Look, Aaron Judge has to hit in the playoffs, but now you've got a second guy who's dynamic. That lineup, see, here's what we forget. When you look at the stats from the 2022 New York Yankees, it's very easy to say, hey, but Evan, they were a top three offense. What the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. They were, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're being honest about this, they got a ridiculous historic season from Aaron Judge. Who in the Yankee lineup that year was good? Like, I'll wait. They didn't have anybody that was that good. Not 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 anyone reliable. No, not reliable. Anthony good. Rizzo was like okay, right? I guess DJ Lemayhew wasn't, and he was injured. Glaber mm-hmm. Torres was subpar. Like they accomplished scoring the amount of runs they scored because Aaron Judge had a season that is very likely unreplicable, replicable, replatable, replicable, replicable. There it is. I like working with you. You can correct my words. <laughs> Beningo can never do that. That's right. Even Craig couldn't do that. <laughs> I could just throw any I'm word at Tiki and he's going to know. simplify it for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ozzy and Woodward. Because half of messing up words is saying the wrong word first. That's true. You got to get the, the base word correct, and then it makes the 
the ending easier to say. Ozzie and Woodridge What's is on up, hold, Ozzie? and he just texted me because Ozzie is a guy who has my phone number, and that's okay. Exactly. But Ozzie <laughs> texted me, stop petting yourself. Like, what the hell does that no, mean? No, Ozzie, did you not listen yesterday? Go ahead. Ye- what did I miss? Yesterday, Evans said that the re- – so he was ready to get rid of his beard. I hate my beard. Right? A week ago, right. he was, any way I can get rid of this beard, I'm getting rid of this beard, even if I have to do something that compromises me, you know, personally. I'm getting rid of the bed, be- beard. Yesterday, he realized that he liked petting his beard. Yeah, I like petting myself. It makes him he feel – hair, too. It makes him, makes him feel comfort. Yeah, so the petting of my hair is occurring because I'm wearing a bandana and it's flipping my hair up and I'm treating my head like a cat. What's mm. wrong with that? Does that bother you, Ozzy? Why don't you lick your hand first and give yourself <laughs> a bath? Like All right. To do in the, uh, Just did the it. There you go. You're welcome. The the... Self-love, Ozzy. Self-love, man. Ugh, that was disgusting. <laughs> that is yeah, kind of like... disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. What's up, Ozzy? Uh, three things for you, Evan. You should uh, go on Amazon and get those... Uh, Jet bandanas that Zach Wilson used to wear, and he tied them in the back. <laughs> That's like right. The Karate Kid one. Yeah. I may get that yeah. in honor of Zachariah since I won't be able to yell at him anymore. I like those bandanas. I give Zach this. I like the look. He looked good at it. Yeah. He pulled That's it off. What I'm you can rock that. If uh, you asked if you were a painter, would you be Picasso? You'd be more like Hunter Biden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You're funny. laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Uh, anything yeah. else, Ozzy? Any more material then, uh, you're done? You're, you're whimsical like uh, Willy Wonka, but you have a body of an Oompa Loompa. Uh, no. <laughs> you had a good day. That was a good one. Yeah, you had a good day, Ozzy. Yeah. You insulted me in five different ways. Right. I respect. I got to tell you, though, that the Oompa Loompa in the new Wonka was Hugh Grant. Yeah, as a tiny person. Yes. Like, really, really tiny. I actually liked his character. You like that movie. I did like that movie. You know, Sean went to go see the movie. By the way, Sean is out because he's, you know, a little baby. He's non-foxhole-ish. Non-foxhole-ish because he's, oh, I don't feel well. Oh, no, I don't feel well. <laughs> but Sean went to see that movie. And the first complaint he had to me was, you guys didn't warn me it was a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a musical now. Yeah. The Color Purple is a musical. We is just it watched really? it. Oh, the, the new, came, the the new, new one co- came out? Color Purple. We just watched it. Okay. Because it's, it's not as like intense as the, as the original. So it's really nothing like the original. Um, It is. It, I mean, it's the same story, but it's just not as intense. I mean, Danny Glover was like intense yeah. in the original. The I forget the actor's name in this one that plays his role. He's not as intense. There is no movie, because I've been to a few movies recently that's enticed me to go back. Like, I need to be excited about a movie unless I'm taking my kids to a movie. You mean go back and see it again? Or? No, no, go see a movie. Like, I got to be encouraged oh, through a trailer to be like, oh, I got to go see that. Because otherwise, I'm lazy enough to just wait the extra few weeks which and have I, it at home. Which is what I did for The Color Purple. Oh, so you never, right, you didn't see it in a the theater. Right, I watched it two, a week ago. The movie home. I'm so excited about. Like, I will wait online on opening night. To go see this movie is Planet of the Apes. I cannot mm. wait I gotta, for Kingdom of the Planet of the see, Apes. I want to be on par with you with that, but I got to watch the other ones. What, by other ones, what do you mean? Like the first series or this current this, series? This current series. Okay. You should watch it. It's great. Check yeah. it out. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You started off. That guy, James Franco, I think he got canceled. But James Gorilla. Was, yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. It's a really good movie. But I'm telling you, these movies have made a ton of money. They've been incredibly successful. They are critically acclaimed. Like, I'm no longer on a planet by myself. No pun intended. No, like, it is widely loved. Let me find them. 
Tiki for sure. You got to check out the Mark Wahlberg one first. Watch that one first <laughs> Don't with do the that. Ape I've Lincoln. Seen that one, though. Yeah, I great ending. That one. Obviously, twist. That. It's amazing. We're Top not five ending. Talking about that crap right now. Ape We're Lincoln. talking about the next series of movies. Stop bringing up that piece. It's of part garbage. of the lineage of Planet of the Apes. No, it's whether not. you like it or not, no, it's, it's part, not. Yeah, and it's probably Gorilla. The exactly. Like there are wrestlers who are not a part of the lineage of the WWE or world title. Oh, I they thought you were going to say the NWO, like the big boss man. Well, that too. Think of him. Like, there are wrestlers, <laughs> they get erased from history. Vince McMahon right now is getting erased from history, as he should, that disgusting That's pick. the correlation you're making with the Ape Lincoln? No, no, I'm just no. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, there's not even streaming for free? <laughs> now you got to pay money for it. What? I'm just saying there are certain movies that are not a part of the lineage. They just get deleted like they never happened. That's all I'm saying. By the way, Ozzy and Woodridge is upset with me because, as he says, I just Joe beat him on the air by revealing his text messages. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I love how my man Joe B has become a verb. To Joe B. That's my bad. To reveal a private. I was wrong about that. <laughs> to reveal a private text message. I'm sorry. Dan's in Bergen County. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's going on, Evan? Can you hear me? We yep. can hear you great. I'm just petting myself real quick. What's up? <laughs> First time caller, long time listener, long time suffering. That's Jets and just like you. Wow. Um, Very lucky, I got man. Two things. One way is, or first thing is how you can get rid of the beard, and that would be to unfortunately give Morash another big show decision. Oh. If that's the case, do you think that would uh, that would get you to shave, or that would get them to let you shave the beard? Ah. Uh... I don't know. He already had one. And I think sometimes when you get to make a big show decision, like, you get to make the big one. Yeah, and it and was so, epic. So how can he match it? I don't know if he can. So I don't think, first of all, Lugie wouldn't accept it, not that he matters. And I don't even know if Tiki would accept it. Right. I don't know if that would pull it off, but I appreciate you trying. It's just a bit to you. Otherwise, you might be waiting until next offseason with that beard. But, but Dan, but Dan, I'll... he's starting to like the beard because he can pet yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm really liking um, it. <laughs> I'll get to my Mets point. And then yes. my Mets point is... Yes. I view myself as pretty, uh, pretty positive or uh, optimistic at times, but also realistic. Do the Mets not realize that, like you know, they they can they can get star pitching this free agency and at the same time, you know, rebuild for the coming years because they have no pitching in the minor leagues. Yeah, well, they do, but they don't. Mm. Like Christian Scott and Mike Vassell, like they have pitchers. They're just not. I do think Christian Scott is a top one hundred prospect, but they're not. Highly, highly regarded prospects, which yeah. doesn't mean everything. Jacob DeGrom wasn't a highly, highly uh, relegated prospect. But here's where I agree with you. And I think even the news about Kodai Senga, as nothing as it may turn out to be, here's where this matters. He's right. And this is a point I've made about this Met offseason. Add somebody to this rotation now because the Mets going into next year are going to probably have four open rotation spots. Mm-hmm. Kodai Senga is the only one signed past next season. Yeah. And They're you, and all you, available. Yeah, and you hope that Sevy figures it out. But even if he does, he's a free agent. Yeah, exactly. But nobody, nobody's here. Right. So they are going to go into next year, other than one of the young players, Gabay SNY, stepping in and being a mainstay, which is unlikely, needing to fill four rotation spots. So this goes back to something I said much earlier in the show. And if this is the name you're talking about, I agree with you. The guy that they should sign and the guy that would excite me the most is Jordan Montgomery because Jordan Montgomery doesn't cost you draft picks in terms of giving up picks to sign a guy who rejected the qualifying offer Mm -hmm. like Blake Snell, not to get stuck in the weeds, but if you sign Blake Snell and you're the New York Mets, you have to give up two picks and a million dollars in international bonus money. They don't want to do that. I get that. 
Jordan Montgomery, you give up nothing for. And signing Montgomery not only makes you better now, I like him over the next three or four years. So if you can sign Montgomery, not only are you improving your chances now, you're improving your rotation next year. So I agree with you. And that's why. Maybe I'm just being so optimistic today. Maybe I see everything with sunshine and rose petals. When Lugie broke the glass at about 2.15, and he said, Kodai Senga is sore. Is that how it was phrased? He's yes, sore? he is. Fatigued. Fatigue. Arm, arm fatigue. fatigue. He said arm fatigue. And I get it. The antennas go up for every Met fan. Oh, my God, arm fatigue. What does it mean? His arm's going to fall off. I took it as, huh, maybe this will push David Stearns and Steve Cohen to call up Scott Boris and say, you know what? Jordan's been waiting a while. We could use Jordan, not just because Kodai's got arm fatigue, but because or he's tired. Arm fatigue, did I get it right? Arm fatigue. Arm fatigue, arm fatigue. okay. <laughs> i got to get this right eventually. Uh, not only because he has arm fatigue, but because we could use another starter. Right. And if Senga's fatigue leads to Jordan Montgomery, this will be the greatest fatigue in the history of baseball. The greatest fatigue. So I agree with the point. Go get Jordan Montgomery. That would excite me. With that said, do I still think the Mets are an 85-86 win team? Yeah. Are they better if they sign Montgomery? Absolutely. Because you add a certainty to this rotation. Yeah, I'm just looking at Jordan Montgomery's contract history. He's he's ready for a deal. He's never had a deal. It's but he all, hasn't had one yet. It's all I know. It's all one-year deals. No, but what I mean is no one's given him one yet. I know. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Maybe he's asking for too much. I mean, he, he of course he is because... Look at his agent. It's yeah. not a board. And he also came up big in the postseason. I get it. And he's gotten better as the years have gone on. What I love about Montgomery is I think you're paying towards the future and what he can continue to be. So they should go at him. Now, let me take my shot at Glaber Torres. I'm very disappointed. Uh, for many years as a redhead, I look at other redheads as beacons of our community. So it's important that redheads do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the most part, I haven't been that disappointed. Glaber Torres joined me as a hair face guy. Glaber Torres made a decision this offseason. He said, I'm going to grow a beard. Screw the New York Yankees. <laughs> so he grew a beard. Of course. We saw it. He comes into spring training. He's obviously not allowed to have a beard. So he shaves the beard, but he keeps the mustache. You don't like it? Oh, I liked it. He looked like Nestor Cortez. And at <laughs> least he was saying to the Yankees, you know what? You're not going to let me have a beard. I'm going to keep the mustache. Nestor Cortez. And then earlier today, Glaber Torres did something that I think is treasonous. He cut it? He cut it. Oh. Glaber Torres, oh. right before they took pictures for, you know how when they say now about well, it, he didn't like York. it. He didn't like it. He didn't want it up on the scoreboard because today was picture day for the scoreboard what operator. What's wrong with that? I thought he was one of us. I thought he was going to grow hair on his face no. like I am. I mean, sometimes a, a mustache looks nice, but it's it's like a training camp thing. And you just, you don't want it to live. What did you think Glaber's mustache looked like? I thought it looked good. Uh, you don't like it? Yeah, it's all right. Wow. <laughs> did you ever grow a training camp mustache? No, but I had a mustache when I was growing up, so I was it was fine. And when did you get rid of it? Uh, when I got to college. Why did you get rid of it? Was it a girl? <laughs> it was just corny. Was it a girl? Be honest with you. No, I just had to look good so I could mack a little bit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be clean. Uh, so you're supporting Glaber getting rid yes. of the stash? Yes. I'm disappointed. I thought there was something building here. I thought, you know, Glaber was becoming <laughs> Glaber Day. A hair on face guy. <laughs> and he cut the stupid thing off. It's why for a while I'm gonna be very loyal to Harrison Bader. Mm. I know I've been critical of the master. Yes. But... Saying he's a fourth outfielder. 
But because he not only has a red beard, which I did not see coming, I have to be honest with you, he's got a big, bushy red beard. Like, Bader's my guy. He's the master out there in center field. So I'm rooting for him. I think I'm going to give him more slack. 0 for 4 on opening day. I will not curse him out on the Rico that very night. I will not call him a mercenary piece of craps. And it's all because of that beautiful beard he's growing. I'm very loyal to the beard now that I have one. He's got a great beard, too, Bader. Doesn't like he? It's just, yeah, because it goes like down. It's like some, you could tell you didn't even really touch it up. It's just the way it grows. Like, Evan, yours is more bushy, for lack of a better word. And his looks more groomed, but I don't even think he groomed it. It is a killer beard. Well, in yeah, fairness, it's really his hair. Like, his hair is yeah, like epic. the way it grows. Right. I have not groomed my beard because I thought it was against the rules of me having to grow my beard. So I haven't touched it. That's, like, my beard has been untouched. Right, but I don't even think he's touched it either. I just think his is growing better than yours, quite frankly. No, this was code for, am I allowed to touch up my beard? That's my question. Touch up? Yes. <sighs> but what does that mean, though? What do you, what do you like want to do? It. He's not talking about trimming it. He's talking about, like, touching it up. So here's what I would say. I'm going to be specific. Okay. We're not on TV right now, but maybe you could describe this. Under my chin, as you yeah. go further to my Adam's apple, yeah. the hair really grows and right. sticks out. Yeah, you can cut that. When it's closer to my chin, it's not growing as much, so yeah. it's like I have a handle. Yes. It's like there's a handle yeah, on my face. It's kind of fun. That. You should trim that. You think I'm allowed to trim that? Absolutely. Because what we want to see is like the chin the chin growth, not the under the under the gullet growth. Yeah, like I don't the, know if Sean and Lugie agree growth. with you. I think well, they Sean's want me to go here. forever. He's not a foxholer guy. For the definition, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind it. Because yeah, we said you could trim it. Because it. it'll look badass. I'm mm. just telling you, it'll look better. Okay. I do want to say that yesterday, Lugie had a, a Cinco de Lugo in which he said five things that I could to get rid of my beard. And one of the ideas that my wife was drawn in by was the idea that I would dye my beard like every Uh, couple of days into a different color. Nice. And so last night I was investigating buying dye just to see what could I do. And it's very difficult to find beard dye because every beard dye is for those that oh, want to make it black or right. make it brown or make it whatever their hair color is. So you got to go, you got to do like women's hairstyles. Yeah, because I assume you guys want me to go nuts. I, want, I think you want pink. I think you want purple. May I suggest going to Party City and you could get those like you do for Halloween. There's like a little spray can. Can you spray that on so the beard? I thought about that Hulk Hogan style because Hulkster used to do that with his NWO beard. Sure did. My question then is, if I do that, is it going to come out for the next day so I can put a different color on? Or am uh, I just putting a bunch of spray paint on my beard? No, it, it only lasts like a day or two, I think. Yeah. After one wash, it's gone. You know what? I think that's the answer then. I agree. You buy like seven cans, it'll cost you like, you know, two cents, and then there we go. So I don't want you to make a decision now, and obviously non-foxhole guy Sean Morash isn't here, and I would certainly leave it up to the audience, but we may have a deal on how I can get rid of my beard. Mm. A month, or a few weeks, or maybe a day or two. See, go ahead, sorry. Of me... Dyeing my beard to the colors of your choice. Yeah. Now, the, and the problem with like the just for men's and stuff is it's like brown, black. It doesn't work. I think right. Lugie's right about the spray paint. And every day I'll color. spray paint right. live on the air. So I'll do it or you could do it for me. I walk in, we decide the color, we have every color here, and you put rainbows all over now, my beard. I thought when you first said that your wife was going to be more intrigued with the waxing. Now, for several reasons. Number one, you'd be less hairy. Again, we're going to do the full wax. And number two, you'd have something in common. I assume she's gotten waxed, the Brazilian, the whole thing. So I figured well, She'd be into that. I'm not going to answer that, but I will say this. <laughs> I think the problem with that idea to my wife is she doesn't want me to be bald. Like, I don't think she wants, like, if you said you got to do that, but I get to keep my hair, I think she'd sign for it. I think the problem is she likes me having hair. Like, one of the arguments me and my wife have had over the years is she doesn't like when my hair is too short. So yeah. she's enjoyed the hair growing. 
So I think that part was like, oh my the God. The idea of the pain and punishment you have to go through. All right, so let's say no hair, no on the top, but half the beard, half the chest. Again, the Brazilian around the old Brazil, down to the feet. I think for the entertainment value of the digital part of that, we'll yeah, film yeah. it, we'll have somebody come in, and the fact that you have to walk around like that for a week or two, go to a Met game maybe, to me that's the better payoff for us, the audience, the fans. You don't think mm. a good payoff is every day you guys get to decide what color my beard yeah, is? I think it's every day for a while you I, just get I, to pay I, me. I found a brand for you. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Mermaid Mermaid Trend. Mermaid? Or Merman. Merman trend. Merman trend. Merman trend. And what does that do? It colors my beard? Yeah, what? It's like all different radical shades Ooh. of green, blue, purple, pink. <laughs> Is this Zoolander? <laughs> Merman. Merman trend. Uh, that could be fun. It could be. All right. We'll leave it up to the audience and Sean whenever he decides to come back to work. We'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-337-6666. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.